Moving on from grains, uh, sheep uh, been a been a good season, uh, been a good story. It's perhaps um, falling behind uh, beef when it comes to the more recent price successes. And is it a case now that we're seeing a lot of sheep uh, in the paddock that would otherwise found their way through the works if not for some of that COVID-induced supply chain restriction? Maddie, I'll hand to you to talk about this one as well, if I can, please. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. We've got a lot of heavy lambs standing around in paddocks uh, uh, trying to stay just as heavy um, through the winter um, until they can get into the sale yards. That's essentially the story of the sheep market at the moment. So I think everyone will know that it's been it's been a fine year for sheep. It's been a good on par with previous years, but probably, as Mark says, because we've been, you know, you always compare that sheep, la sheep story to the cattle story, it hasn't been up there in in, in lights as the, the, the highlight of the agriculture industry. Having said that, sheep went through its massive price increase uh, a number of years ago now. So really where we're at is consolidating those prices at this level and we seem to be in our normal normal price pattern for this time of year. So what has been a really a really key part of um, the sow yard story so far has been that restock of lamb prices have really come back. Um, they've they've joined the rest. The, they've joined the rest of the um, the, the sale yard categories, um, and have been doing so since the beginning of the year. Um, that, for one, is normal at this part of the year. People don't really tend to restock or buy or buy uh, lambs that need fattening um, at the beginning of winter. Um, certainly not in the south, in particular. Um, so that's both normal, um, but also it, it's a market change from last year as well, where that restocker hype was still going on and kept, and, and kept prices relatively high. The main problem, as Mark said, in, in the whole industry at the moment is the need to work through the block that COVID um, uh, created. So that was a lack of labour, um, closure of processing plants and, and so forth. Um, so there's a, there was for quite some time a lack of supply in, in, in processes, uh, uh, freezers as such. Um, and now at the moment they're, they're working desperately hard to get through their, 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 their scheduled kills. So at the moment I believe they're booked out to the end of July. So that means that even though there's less number of lambs in the sale yard at the moment. There's not much process. There's not much processor demand right here and now. So we have. So we haven't seen. Um, so we haven't seen the, the the price increases that usually kind of come when there's where there's lower demand in the sale yard. So that backlog um, is really sort of holding up the whole system at the moment, and, we, and it's also back through to number of yardings, obviously the slaughter rate as well. So for the year to May, we're down massively in yardings, um, most particularly in Tasmania, in South Australia and in WA. Um, so in those states, as Mike said, we'll have a lot of heavy lambs um, standing around, which will hit the market later. Um, so we would expect that to keep prices, particularly in that category, lower uh, in, in, through the through the rest of winter, um, there's also a a bit of a a, a a glitch you'd have to say in Western Australia at the moment, where you've seen the West Australia trade lamb indicator uh, trading around 400 cents lower than the than the eastern one. Um, by all reports, that's again due to a processing issue. That's a lack of labor uh, lack of labour in the abattoirs, um, and that again is is feeding through to that trade lamb demand. So. In, in essence, we, we should see the rest of winter being a time where the sheep industry um, works through a lot of the issues that are hanging over from COVID. 
And we're hoping, and I would expect to see, we will come into spring with a bit of renewed optimism and a bit of a, a renewed spurt to the industry. Indeed, I've seen quite a few industry analysts saying that they're expecting to see trade lambs go over a thousand cents when they're coming when we come into spring. Um, that's based not only on you know the the a, a bit of a renewed kick to the industry, but also that exports are doing particular well, particularly well at the moment, or, or are growing to do particularly well. Um, most particularly interestingly in the United States, where I've, I've seen some people say that uh, lamb and mutton are the new wagyu over there, which could be of interest for our little industry. So in essence, we are still the, the sheep industry is still working through some issues, just of capacity, processing, demand. Uh, numbers in the paddocks and the flock rebuild. Um, but that should sort of start to work through the system in the next coming months and we'll, we'll um, come out of it with a bit of a boost into spring, I would think. Well, I wonder what the Wagyu of sheep brand breed actually is. That may be something for next time, Maddie. Um, the one thing, we do tend to look at commodity prices through the eyes of the producer and some of the heights that we're seeing, of course, um, creates different pressure points through the supply chain for the processes and, and also to the shelf at the consumer level where you've got another objective in trying to maintain uh, food costs for, for consumers uh, here and, and that effort is replicated around the world. So there are a range of sensitivities in that and sometimes high, higher and higher prices aren't necessarily the perfect outcome if it starts to impact demand or create difficulties for the supply chain. So I think that's a really interesting balance to watch as well over the next few months as um, everybody grapples with that. Uh, over to wool, um, the other half, third, two thirds of sheep, depending on which sort of uh, location you're in and what breed you're running. Uh, are we seeing change in wool based on the sort of return to movement spending in key economies, or is that something that's uh, still eluding us? In short, yes, uh, but we're being held up by other factors at the moment. So we've got the eastern market indicators trading as at today around about a, a, a bit over 1,400 cents, um, which is a lot of industry analysts are suggesting is probably a couple of hundred cents lower than where they would expect it or think it should be at the moment. That's based off... A number of factors. Uh, the, mo the, the most outstanding factor is China, um, the lockdowns in China, um, and also shipping to and from to China, and the fact that a lot of the little mills there aren't actually receiving the wool that they have bought and paid for in a timely manner, and that then kicks on to how how much uh, cash they have available to make new orders um, when they haven't actually sold their produce at the other end. So that's having uh, it is having an impact at the moment, and meaning that the eastern market indicator is sort of moving around a little bit, but isn't sort of making any vast vast movements in any direction um, and actually if you look at it um, in a US dollar um, in terms that it's actually pretty stable in and around where it is and most of the the movements we're seeing on a week-to-week -week basis um, are actually changes in 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 the Aussie dollar um, not so much a change in 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 um, in demand so what we are seeing um, also is that we've had um, an increased a uh, number of bales go through the auction houses, uh, which is unsurprising, but the amount that's gone through is starting to suggest that some of that backlog that was sitting in sheds for a number of years there after the 
after the wool price took a big dip. Um, most of those are starting to go through the system. Then we then we might and we might shortly get to a situation where we're back at status quo and have a relatively clean slate. So that will be a good thing for the price you would think going forward. Um, and and um, yeah, and, and as I said, in general, it's it's those um, those supply chain issues. The interesting factor has been. Um, that India and Europe have returned to normal and they're actually up and kicking quite well and, and, and their demand's doing doing quite well. Uh, behind all of this is also sort of a lack of global supply at the moment for fine wool. Uh, I think everyone will have heard of the foot and mouth issues in South Africa and China banning, uh, banning their imports. Um, now, South Africa is obviously the other major fine wool producer in the, in the world. Um, so, one would imagine that there would be a little bit more demand for Australian wool out there than it, than is actually being um, displayed at the moment. So quite a few issues playing through playing through the system, but in general, the general consensus seems to be once everything seems to reset, we should see uh, the EMI trading a little bit higher than where it is at the moment. Thank you, Maddie. And of course, that's the reminder around our biosecurity importance and credentials when we see. FMD outbreaks in other parts of the world, but particularly now near northern neighbours and and for lumpy skin disease that we're seeing nearby as well, um, has industry on alert because we really do not want those kind of issues on shore here that would, um, you know, disrupt our marketing effort uh, if nothing else. Uh, but we certainly don't want a production uh, uh, hit from those kind of issues coming into Australia either.